because it was a long way for me. It was a long way for me, and there were still people on the bus, and I still knew where the bus still had to go, and I thought, wow, Lord. From Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky, this is Bluegrass Homefront. Bluegrass Homefront for the week of October 18th, 2020. My name is Tiny Brian, and I'm your host. With me, as always, is Victor. Hello, Tiny Brian. Hello, Victor. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. You forgot to mention that we are brought to you by the Black Light Moon Productions, and we're live from here at the... Nuthouse Studios. I think I said Nuthouse Studios. You did, but... Yes, I tried to sell that a little better, but I kind of messed up. So it's oh, uh, fine. It's fine. It's been a, we're, we're recording a little later in the day than we normally do. So. We are. Yeah, it's been so, one of those long, kind of dreary days. It's mm-hmm. only been about sixty-five today, and there's no sun. So yeah, it's just been a yep. gray. It's it's a perfect October day. Like the Munsters and the Adams family would it, be really happy. And it's fine, and it works on your sinuses. I think is what it does. Yeah, yeah and I fun. yeah. So it's definitely been one of those days, but it's but we're very happy to be with you again for episode eight. Episode eight. We are now, I guess, two thirds. Well, yeah, three quarters this, of the way through. After we're, this, we only got four more episodes. So, yeah, we're we're know. rounding the last turn, I we guess. Sure are. So uh, we we for episode for season one, we do plan, and uh, it ha- we have been renewed for episode for season two. So oh, okay, that's, we that's, will be back. That's in, great news. I'm glad that our uh, higher ups approved. Yes, the uh, the shadowy people upstairs who uh, that work they're, they're the people who are responsible for taking our associate producer Malachi's vocal cords every time. Right. They, well, they are in the shadow of a black lot. You they know. really are, and yeah. that's a dark spot. It is. So they have approved. They have went ahead and renewed us for season two. So we'll be back from with more episodes. We're going to finish this up probably just before the holidays. Yep. And right uh, around election time, it seems. Well, a little out. Yeah, by the time. Hopefully, we'll we'll have yeah, a, a we'll after. know who the president's going to be. Guess, yeah. yeah. By Thanksgiving. Um, and we then might, we'll, I think hopefully I think we'll know by by Thanksgiving who our president will be. Yes, and then we're going to take a, a month to six weeks off. Probably sure. be back the do second, third week. Yeah, do the holiday stuff and let you have some time, and then uh, to give you some a chance over the holidays to tell your friends and tell your family about this great podcast you found. And well, sure. Then we'll be back in January with new episodes. And so give, and give us a chance to get some feedback. Absolutely. Oh yes, and if you'd like to give us some feedback, as my uh, co-host so rightfully knows, you can do that at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. So speaking of twos, UK is now two and two with a fantastic win over Tennessee Volunteers oh. this past or yesterday. Well, yeah, this past weekend. Just, yeah, just yep. this. Oh my goodness! And and you know, can Tennessee. So is, it was a thirty-four to seven, ice kicking. It was a yeah. smack down, yeah. and it was just. What's funny is for for it seems like three or four hours during that game, the 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 Tennessee kept getting the ball. Right, and then it would get taken, and, right. the, and the defense would score. Right, and the offense and the Tennessee offense had to stay out. Right, and just keep trying to move the ball, and they just couldn't do and it. They couldn't do it, no. and they changed quarterbacks. I think they went like two, three out of twelve on third downs or something. That that's it was not crazy, yeah, and just kept losing it. And and we turned it over too. It what we we definitely weren't. Did we? Perfect. I didn't really get to see the whole game, but yeah, uh, we turned it over at least once. But uh, so we weren't perfect, but we were definitely the the defense was definitely. Definitely. Blistering. And, and when your defense is good like that, that puts you in the game against anybody. 
It really does. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, later today, we are going to be, we actually both have our absentee ballots here with us. Yes, sir. And so later today, we're going to be looking through exactly what we have to vote on and going to talk about some of that with you live on the air. And And, and I won't read you the world's longest sentence. Oh, yes. We did discover the world's longest sentence. Kentucky voters, we'll tell you where to find that later today. We'll talk about that later. Absolutely. And uh, we're also going to be, later on, we are having another artist conversation. We are. One of my favorite ones thus far, although I I seem to say that for every one of them. I do love our Kentucky artists, generally. Yes, sir. So we we went on a nice long trip for that, and we look forward to bringing that to you a little bit later today. All right. But first, music. Victor, what are we starting with today? Speaking of the Kentucky, we're going to do the Kentucky Cowhands with Green Tree Boogie. Awesome. We'll be back. Green tree boogie. 
was walking one bright May morning down by the riverside. I spied a fair young couple according it filled my heart with pride. He wooed her gently as lovers have since this old world began. He asked her if she would marry him. She answered, I am too young. The younger you are, the better, he said. The younger, the better for me. For I will swear and I will vow I'll marry no other but thee. So speaking of Sarah, as we know, she's good friends with Carly or Carly. Friend Dawn. of the show. Yep, they're both friends of the show, and uh, they do a little duo together called Carly and Little Sari. But uh, that's not who we really want to talk about today. So we're <laughs> going to move Somehow on. Somehow we've just but brought no, them up. We, but uh, Carly, Carly uh, did mention she, that the mandolin she played for us, the mandolin banjo she right. played in our in our. We she, I think we heard that one specifically. She did not get it from uh, from Mr. Haywood, but he helped her. He find was it sort and, of the, and, the middleman. Yeah, helped her out and made sure she picked the right thing. And that was down in Whitesburg, which down. is a remarkable little town here in Kentucky. It really uh, is. It's nestled there in the in the middle of the mountains. I yeah. mean, you got to drive a little ways to get up there. And uh, it, it was a nice little trip. Good day, and uh, we met with John Haywood. And he, he is the owner of the Parlor Room Tattoo Parlor, right, in, right there in downtown Whitesburg. He's also a fairly well-known Kentucky musician, including playing banjo on Tyler Childress's most recent album. That's correct. And uh, he, he does the parlor room, and he's a tattoo artist, a very good one, as long as being an artist. Mm-hmm. Had some very nice paintings and stuff that we'll share 
some more with you. I think Brian shared a little bit of flash with you there. So yeah, we do we'll, have more images yeah, from the parlor we'll room. We'll be that, sharing. But, but while I was got there, I, while I was there, I got myself a brand new tattoo. And uh, unfortunately, my hero of music is not a Kentuckian. He is a Floridian, of course, Mr. Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. So uh, got me a. The original logo, the hearts and the ribbon with the the flying V guitar going through the heart. We will I, share an image of it this week, right there on my left arm, and I appreciate John for that. And it's it's looking really good still. Yeah, keep yep. it on our socials this week. We will share an image of, of Victor's new tattoo. Absolutely, and now I'll, I'll share an image of it uh, once it heals up completely as well. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty great tattoo, and John's yeah. a pretty. John is just one of those people who is just gifted and extreme he's a musician he's a he's an artist right. and yeah and he does the tattoos and he he's one of those people that's like accidental kind of a genius in what he does you know and, oh yeah and, and, and he's very humble and i enjoyed our time with him and he was kind enough to bring us into uh bring us in there at the parlor room and we sat down for a socially distanced conversation before you got your tattoo yep so let's go on and listen to a bit of that now all right enjoy enjoy all right, we're joined here. Well, we've actually traveled. We've come quite away from Lexington, yes, Victor. Sir. We are uh, all the way to Whitesburg, Kentucky. Whitesburg, Kentucky, home of the Appa Shop. Yep. And also home of the parlor. What What's it called? The Parlor Room Art and Tattoos. And that voice is the voice of uh, Whitesburg musician, tattoo mm-hmm. artist, and all-around interesting fellow John mm-hmm. Haywood. John, welcome to Bluegrass Homefront. Oh, uh, yeah. It's good to be on Bluegrass Homefront. It's a good name for a podcast. We thought so. <laughs> and uh, we like your, uh, the name, the Parlor Room is a great name for a tattoo parlor, so. I decided just to call it what it was. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's right <laughs> yeah. on the description, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We we like well we like the idea of a of a tattoo parlor over a tattoo mm-hmm. shop an idea of like a place where you can kind of you know relax and gather and get yeah. some permanent ink. Yeah, that was my plan for it all too. Uh, the idea of uh, you know the whole social atmosphere around tattooing and having a tattoo shop and it's kind of important. And when I made when I decided I was going to open my own shop, I had to pull. I decided I wanted to make if it was going to be mine. And it was going to pull from everything that I was interested in. So, you know, art, tattoos, and music. And we definitely, this is an eclectic-looking room. We're going to share, <laughs> well, we're going to take some pictures and share them on our socials when this cool. comes out. So have a look yeah. at those, folks. This is a great place. This is worth your so, time. Yes, and, you know, the parlor room is where, um, where the music happens, too, mm-hmm. as well. And it's where, it's also where people show their, uh, prints. You know, I, I studied printmaking in school and, and mm-hmm. did a lot of printmaking, and you learned that printmaking was was an art form that was main, many times the prints were kept in drawers and they were pulled out at gatherings and stuff like that and shown sure. shown by hand, not so much put on the walls and stuff like that. Right. It's an individual art. It's a, a person-to-person kind of situation. Yeah. It's a, a co- look at this thing I did. Yeah, it's a communal, communal art. I think the whole time I was in high school... <laughs> That's funny. funny. <laughs> well, you know, here are in the we, mountains, we take things for serious. Are so. we recording again? Yeah, we are recording again. Mm-hmm. Especially right. basketball. Oh, yeah. Well, it's something we, you know, I used to, I love to tell people that my high school, like we didn't have a football team at Feds Creek because right. in Pike County, if we find 100 yards of flat land, we're going to put three trailers on it. So <laughs> that's just the way it is. 
So, which is which is nice, or which was interesting, and I, but I think I might have had a different life if we'd had a football team because, <laughs> you know, with like 150 boys in the in the building, you know, there goes a 300 pound kid. Somebody get him on the one of the lines. Oh, yeah. On the O line. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I I heard it my whole life. They wanted me on on the basketball court. Everybody well, yeah, because you are pretty tall, gentlemen. Yeah. I was horrible on the basketball court. My mind was somewhere else always. We played basketball as a kid, and uh, I was the last one picked always. <laughs> I would just get out there. I'd dream about other stuff. Uh, you know, I was just a whole different kid, I guess. I oh, know. yeah. There's a there's a whole rash of us from the mountains who were not at all sports kids at all. And yeah. Really, I wasn't either. Like I say, it would have made my life very different if I would have uh, yeah. been drafted to the football team. Right, yeah. Fortunately, no one's looking for a, th- for a you know, 250-pound, 16-year-old for their basketball team. So right. they left me alone on that stead. <laughs> so uh, you played throughout high school. Yeah, I played music throughout high school, uh, mostly in a rock band. Um, I actually learned who John Prine was by playing in a band with someone who had claimed to wrote a couple of John Prine tunes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, not that he claimed to write John Prine tunes, but that he passed them off as his own. Oh, he lied and said, these. check out the, the song I wrote. These were his that songs going back that to we Wheeler learned. County or whatever. We, we learned a couple of them, and hell, we didn't. I didn't really know who John Prine was, you know. I, uh, but... Later, I learned that we were doing John Prine tunes, you know. I just, uh, and yeah, so all these little bands from the high school, you know, the one, like I said, we had a tape of, we called ourselves, um, you know, Discovering Punk Rock allowed us to say, all right, we can just go ahead and make band. Yep. Sure. I don't have to wait till I am, a, a, a good you know, musician. Dave Mustaine or Kirk Hammett, you know, yeah. I can... I can be a James Hetfield if I want, or uh, you know, or just, or even a, you know, at the time it was like a Kurt Cobain, you know, that we were seeing a lot of that stuff coming out for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember thinking the Smashing Pumpkins was some weird, crazy, obscure band that my buddy's older brother listened to, you know, and, um, <laughs> and he was my buddy's older brother. So, so this this band we had, we called it Eagle Seven. Eagle okay. Seven. Eagle Seven was the other bug cleaner. Black Flag was already taken. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we were Eagle Seven. That is such a good. T- I, I remember seeing Eagle yeah. Seven growing up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a rat killer. That's yeah, such a under your sink. <laughs> that's pretty great. And so we made a tape. We found a. Uh, we got a cassette tape, and the the cassette tape was actually a commercial cassette tape. A, of a religious rocker, Carmen. You heard? You remember I've Carmen? I know Carmen well. I grew up in the church. So. so it was the Carmen. Oh, here comes the batteries that we don't need anymore. Yeah, thank you. We, we actually. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> we pass this off to my CFO. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, Carmen was like the, um, <clears throat> like if you went to church, especially if you maybe had to go in a youth group or something like oh, that. Yeah. Carmen was like the Christian rock kind pop of pop rock guy um he, he was very self-important like he would have like the low music and he would talk into the microphone yeah jesus is coming yeah no things about jesus yeah we went and saw carmen one time that's a church group and mm-hmm. when once say later my parents joined the first baptists and so i you know so they kind of left the old regulars behind my oh. papa stayed old regular but they joined the first baptists 
got highfalutin. So I'd start going to youth groups and all that. I mean, I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, you know. <laughs> I went to Clear Creek Bible College in Pineville, so I was as Baptist as they get until about about 2003, so. Yeah, yeah, so being Baptist and um, having this Carmen, the tape was called, I think it says Some of Dat on it. Oh, wow. Some of Dat, D-A-T. He did like to to use the 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 kids' music. (laughs) Speak like the kids. The kids. Yeah. So we put the tape, you know, the little holes on top of the tape. You could fill them yeah, with tape. Put some piece of tape yeah. over there, over it, and put a um, put the tape in, you know, and, and record. And that's what we did. We spent a whole weekend at my buddy Robert's house. His his older brother had a half pipe in the front yard. They lived oh. in a trailer that they heated with a coal stove. Yeah. A and trailer heated I, by that's. Yes. Did someone tell them that was dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> the trailer heated with a coal stove and. They had a little half pipe out in the front yard. Um, wow. My buddy's older brother, uh, they had lived in Maine. They had lived in Portland, Maine. Hmm. But their family was from eastern Kentucky. Right. And That's so their really mom, highway. Yeah, so the mom eventually moved back, and I met Robert. Uh, we were in the same class together. Mm-hmm. And through him, I learned a lot of, of that you know, the 80s, uh, what they now call the dark wave music, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with, like, Depeche Mode and then kind of into, uh, uh, well, you know. Depeche Mode, James Addiction. Yeah, all those that, kind that, of bands. Kind of, yeah. yeah, all those sort of alternative early alter- early rem, REM you know what i mean that sort of stuff and sort of broadened my horizon i was already a metalhead so you know that stuff sort of broadened my horizons a little bit and through that you know henry rollins and then you know yeah. there's and so, danzig so you know what i mean so you're mm-hmm. learning who danzig is and then through the, all this you're learning the history so you're learning all this other music you know the misfits and all that sort yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. And so we were kind of a band very much inspired by all that stuff at the time. And we would play, and, I, and there, was, there was one night in particular, um, my buddy's older brother, who had you know, who had built the half pipe and all that sort of stuff, also had some killer tattoos. Mm. And I was really interested in these tattoos he had done. And I asked him how he did them. And, and he kind of gave me a basic rundown. Um, of the, your basic stick and poke setup, and uh, he said, next time you stay all night, if you can bring all that stuff, he was like, I'll do some on you, you know. And the reason I was meet, this was middle school. We were in middle school at the time. Uh-huh. And the re- and <laughs> so, oh wow! So this was an early, uh, you know, these guys. I probably would never have met these guys until I got to high school, had it not been for Adams Middle School. You know what I'm talking about in Prestonsburg? This was the first two years Adam Middle School existed was my 7th and 8th grade year. Okay. And middle schools weren't really the norm in Eastern Kentucky. No, this was like the first middle school that I remember of. That makes sense. Moving away from the junior. Yeah, we both went to junior high, which was a different kind of model. Yeah, so this was... one of the first middle schools and you know we but it i i got on the bus at six thirty in the morning Sounds you know what i mean and got there about eight o'clock mm-hmm. yeah. and i didn't get home riding the bus till about four thirty yep. in the evening that's uh, me too man <laughs> so uh i've really enjoyed talking to you and we could probably go on all day but i know you got more things you need to do do you have time to play us a song before you um, wander away i could find you a song to play 
All right. You want me to use the radio? <laughs> you no, I get those thought we might exactly. use an instrument of okay, some sort. Okay. Play us a little something. Let's see if I can do this one here. Gamble away my money, love. Gamble away my gold. Gamble away my money, love. Now it's time to go. When I was a little boy, about ten inches high, the way I hugged and kissed those girls made their mamas cry. Made their mamas cry. Made their mamas cry. The way I hugged and kissed those girls made their mamas cry. Wish I was in Tennessee, sitting in a big armchair, one arm around a whiskey jug, another around my dear. Instead, I'm on a platform, waiting on a train, going down to Frankfurt to wear the ball and chain. Wear the ball and chain. Wear the ball and chain. I'm going down Frankfurt to wear the ball and chain. Stoon up my old banjo. Rings so sweet and high. The only song that I can sing is Wish That Guy Was Mine. Get on board, little children. Get on board, I say. Get on board, little children. Tomorrow's election day. Tomorrow's election day. Tomorrow's election day. Get on board, little children. Tomorrow's election day. Possum is a cunning thing Travels after dark No, it kills a lady's dead here on Rover Bar Raining and hailing Falling from the sky If I don't get the one I want No, I'll surely die no, I surely die. No, I surely die. If I don't get the one I want, no, I surely die. Steamboat, oh steamboat, stranded on the shore. If I don't get the one I want, won't come here no more. Going down to Frankfurt to wear the ball and chain. Going down to Frankfurt, Mary Liza Jane. Mary Liza Jane, Mary Liza Jane. Going down to Frankfurt, Mary Liza Jane.
Yes, the pain will visit here every time that you visit here, cause it's all that does exist here. Yes, it is. It ain't like that she'll forgive you. All the love she tried to give you is the love she used to live through. What you did, what you did. Yes, the baby's love for daddy, and there ain't no way for daddy to embrace the love for daddy was daddy lives. It is locked up in a safe box with the pictures and the love notes and the one that's there before them. Someone else, someone All the feelings that you feel here Better harbor them, conceal here Better save all those feelings for another day You can't make the love return here Best thing that you do is learn here All the bridges that you burn here Washed away, washed away With the stream and the dream And the park and the yard You can let the raindrops slay you. You can let the raindrops change you. Though there's not worse that you've been through, not at all. You can either stay there, let them fall. Let them fall. When you think that you can't make it, though you think that you can't take it, no, you think that you can't make it through the night. Just remember all your babies, just remember all your babies, and the next time that you see them, hold them tight, hold them tight. Hold them tight. Hold them tight. Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. So we're going to uh, tell you what songs we listen to. 
That first song was John Haywood with Ball and Chain, followed by the rest customers with 8645 and Marcus Wilkerson with Washed Away. 8645. That's, is that a political message? I don't know. I thought it was, but I don't. I couldn't figure out what the 86 means. But Well, 86 usually means when you 86 something, you get rid of it. Well, maybe there you go. So, you know, yeah. and f- if 45 is a reference to our 45th president. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not certain, but we are going to talk about some a little bit of uh, politics now, I guess, or specifically the election. The election. Yes, we do both have our absentee <laughs> ballots here. They come in a really enormous envelope. They not, do. Not quite like a, a legal envelope that's a full eight, eight and a half by 11. It's but Kind of like one of those memo envelopes if you ever worked in the offices. Yeah, the ones that would have the, the things and you could yeah. write different things right. and do inner office. Yeah. Those things died just about the time I started working in an, in an, in an office. Yeah. They Email. used to do that a little bit at, at our so, former job at Gall's there. I remember. So we're going to go ahead and open this up. Listen to that. That's some quality Foley work right there, folks. All right. All right. So let's pull this out here. Let's see. So the first thing I have is a white envelope with a no postage necessary stamp on it. That's your return envelope. Going to my local county clerk, and it says voter must sign here up there. Yep. Has my name and my address and my particular voting district. Then I have a yellow envelope here. It says that's, absentee ballot. That's the first envelope you place your filled out ballot in. in. Yes. So yes, this is, and then this would go into the larger and, white and envelope. I'm pretty sure a, you got to sign that one too. Yes. There's a place here to sign right. and witnesses. Yep. And but that's only if marked right. in Kentucky. That's interesting. I don't know if that's a widely known thing, but in Kentucky you do not actually have to sign your name. If right. You, you can, can make just make mark. a mark. Yeah. You can and, have a specific mark that is your mark. Yeah. So, that's but, that's probably a very that, old school thing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah that but dates back to a time when literacy was not as widespread. Right. Oath for voter not certified is requiring assistance. So somebody, if you have to get assistance, there's a thing to fill out there. Right. Then there is here's Some, a that's the instructions, which we've already kind of mapped out. Yep. Mark your ballot, enclose ballot, seal both envelopes, sign, return. Drop it in the mail or put it in your box. Right. And every county has at least one box. And it's, it's a pretty good system. And then the last thing here is the ballot. Is the ballot itself. Yep. Official ballot for Fayette County. So I just noticed I don't think I had a, a sticker. I don't think I have one either. Let me look. I thought the May, other people yeah, were. Yeah, I've heard that. but I have seen people with mail in ballots who got stickers. Yep. Uh, our, I believe that Fayette County may have turned out to be cheap. Nope. I do not seem to have a sticker. Fayette County, you have failed Ooh. my voting sticker. I have a quite the collection of those. Yes. So, boom. all right. So, so it makes me want to go vote in person even more. Yeah. So, but we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this. Yep. So we do start out with a straight ticket. Yep. Which is we noted here that at least here in here in this district. I'm I'm not sure if it's true for count for statewide if they have ballots everywhere, but you can go Republican Party, which is a log cabin. I've always found that weird. Yeah. The Democratic Party, which is a rooster. Right. I don't I don't get these I don't get with these logos. Okay. And then the Libertarian Party, 
which is a torch, right, a torch. which it, to me is the best possible marketing. Well, no, I, this is always on a straight – you can vote a straight ballot when you go vote in the funny voting booth. It's just mm-hmm. we noted that the Libertarian Party's on here this time. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Besides the fact that it's not a donkey and an elephant in Kentucky. It's a cabin and a cock. A rooster. <laughs> yeah. It's a rooster and a cock. Yeah. <laughs> It's a weird tableau, but then it, the torch seems like good marketing. It's like we're it the truth, and and you know yep. we're holding forth the light. Right. So, hey, the libertarians do they do scream a good message for the most part? They do. We spent some time with them yep. for episode one. For so. the most part, they're a little out there on some of the other stuff, though. Yeah, the, they say that they 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 feel good if they're se- they get you know they can deal with somebody who's seventy percent them, and I'm more right. like 50 percent them. So I'm more like. Probably 65, 70, really. Well, see, that's close enough to, <coughs> to be Sorry. with them. Yep. So let's see. Let's just a uh, couple pages of stuff here. Let's start right at the top. President and vice president of these United States vote for one. Vote for one. Donald J. Trump and Mike Pence for the Republicans. Joseph R. Biden and Kamala D. Harris for the Democrats. Joe Jorgensen and... Jeremy Spike Cohen for the Libertarians. Kanye West. Really? Kanye? I didn't yeah. realize he actually yes. made our ballot. So Kanye Kanye West and Michelle Tidball, whoever it is. You know what that tells me? If you got enough money, you can get on the ballot. Well, yeah. It's, anyway, there's one more. And uh, Brock Pierce and Carla Ballard, also independent. Yep. And, of course, you get a write-in option. You do. And I noticed that there's no Green Party this time. That seems like there has been a Green Party I, previously. From what I've seen, you know, over the years, I've voted every time, and I try to read, I read what I, you know, before I vote in the booth there. So, uh, so that's your candidates for the president and vice president of the United States, as well listed, and uh, you know, as far as vote your heart on that. Right, and uh, so do you want to reveal who you're going to vote for? Do we want to do that? Do we want to uh, talk about no, who we're actually? I mean, I can tell you who, there, there's one I of can, these that I'm certainly not voting for. I can tell you I'm not going to vote for Donald J. Trump. No, but that's that's just me, and I I could never vote for Trump. But I don't know if I can really get faith vote for Biden either. I'm not a big fan of well any of them. But and if we lived in a state where it was really going to matter, we might sit here and argue about it for a while. That sure. No, if, if my vote necessary. mattered, like if I lived in uh, Michigan or Ohio, but we or Florida, know what state. I'd probably definitely vote for Biden, just yeah. just to vote against Trump. So, but we do know that in the, this state is going for Donald Trump. So, oh, for sure. So, yeah, he gets our six votes. Yeah, anybody anybody who uh, votes for. I mean, we've seen the Trump train. So yes. It's well, a, you were stuck. I, I've heard of the Trump train. You were actually there. So. I was actually in the Trump train. Yeah, do you want to talk about that experience since we're talking about the presidency it, right it, now? It was a little little weird, you know, and, and uh, I kind of accidentally ended up in it because I took an alternate route, route home that day and kind of just accidentally ended up in it, and I was like, well, crap, you know. On but, New Circle, on right? On New Circle, yeah. And, my t- and before I got out of it, uh, my wife calls me, and, and uh, as we talked about before, she's a little Peruvian go- girl, you know, and— did not really make her happy. Not so much that it that it made her mad or anything. It kind of made her nervous because she feels like those are the people that are against her. Sure. So she seemed she felt a little intimidated, and I don't blame her for that. So, and so that's the Trump train. They ran it again in Grundy, Virginia, because you know we still know people from Pike County and oh yeah, all that stuff. So the, yeah, the Trump train. And as we've tried to notice, note here lately, like we keep tabs on. Uh, on the political signs you see out and about. And I have not seen as much Trump 
signs as, no. as we did back in 2016. No, the 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 every when we were out and about in 20 in 2016 oh, or 2015, everywhere. yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, so I say on on the way from Watchburg and back, we probably saw. Uh, I saw I his know, name four times. Four I times, think. and interestingly enough, in our next little list here for United States Senator. Yes, where we have uh, vote for one, we have three options. Mitch McConnell for the Republican Party, mm-hmm. Amy McGrath for the Democrats, and Brad Barron for the for the Libertarians. Right. And uh, Amy McGrath was the person that we saw the most signs for, Absolutely. for on our way to uh, Watchburg. Yeah, Mitch will probably win this race too, but oh, sure, but yeah. there is not a lot there's not a lot of enthusiasm. There's a lot of no. I think there's a lot of nose holding. No, we can make Kentucky a little. I'll, I'll make a little stronger statement on this race. If you vote for Mitch McConnell, folks, you're seriously voting against yourself. Please don't do that. Yeah, this man yeah, shows it, up once every six years and passes yeah. out some candy, and pretends and, like that's he, like he's caring for the people yeah, of Kentucky. He, he does not. Mitch is for Mitch. You well, can guarantee and for, that. And for the people who are funding Mitch. Yeah, and he he's Mitch a, is the richest U.S. senator. Yeah, he's a proven obstructionist. Uh, you know, I was, had a little conversation with my dad about Mitch, and and you know, Mitch ain't he ain't no joke. We need to get rid of him badly. I mean, yeah. for, just not even for the sake of our great state or our great Commonwealth of Kentucky. We need to get rid of him for our country. Absolutely, yeah. He, you know, I, I was like, you don't remember how he said he was going to do everything he could to go against Obama and what he exactly said because I looked it up because I couldn't remember exactly how he put it, but he pretty much said we're going to make sure that this is a one-term president. Yes, he is. Yeah, he was very uh, adamant about that. I'm just like, you know what? And then, of course, this whole uh, Supreme Court judge thing gets on my nerves. It's like, you know, how how much hypocritical can you give? How how many months did Obama have left in his last term before – like when no, when three died. times as many. Like it was like nine months. Yeah. Oh no, oh, we can't have a vote. It's election year, and oh, girl dies. You know, no, no, no disrespect, but the last justice died, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was a great lady. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, she dies, and then here it is. Time for some hurry she, up. Offense. You know, she's barely cold yet. You know, we're already trying to vote to vote in this other lady. It's a bunch of crap, and it's very hypocritical. Absolutely. Yeah. So we certainly we we certainly hope that uh, that McConnell loses, but we aren't really looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, no, no, I still encourage people not to vote against themselves. So mm-hmm. anyway, we'll move on to the next race. Moving on to the House of Representatives, I think we are both the same in this. I think, we are. Yes, they are absolutely uh, the sixth district. Mm-hmm. Vote for one, which is Andy Barr for the right. Republicans, right. Josh Hicks mm-hmm. for the Democrats. And Frank Harris for the Libertarians here in the sixth district. Yep. Trying to think, did we meet Brad or Frank? No, they they were different districts. Yeah, we met other districts. Yeah, yeah. but I I would like to meet Brad or Frank. That would be cool. But next time, well, well, when we have when we've been doing this a few years, a few more resources. Yeah, we'll have some more resources. We'll we'll get all that stuff met. I definitely agree. Yep. And in that race, you know, for real, uh, vote you hard on that one. I mean, Andy Barr. What this will be? What his third or fourth term? So I mean, he's he's done a. Fair to Midland job, so I mean, if you're you a Republican, know. there's not much to argue with. No, with Andy. no, and, Andy's done a pretty decent job. But. Even as a Democrat, you know, he supported all the Republican stuff that that I may disagree with, but he's not done anything. No, I, no, no. I, he's and, he's 
as far and he helped some during the I'll even admit during the whole uh, pandemic he did. he did more than help some he he really pushed that stuff he and, really did yeah and well and he helped us personally he even, did so. with, the, with the PPP thing and all that so and you know yeah. Josh Hicks seem, seems like a fine guy uh, I guess he used to be with the Hicks and Funson because he is a I know he's one of those insurance company lawyers oh yeah right so, that's probably not good well <laughs> I mean but it is what it is and of course Frank Harris I can't really speak much on him I don't know anything about him besides that he's a libertarian yeah but, I uh, assume he doesn't like taxes well no who does well but I assume he really doesn't like taxes I mean taxes. they do call the 16th amendment a sweet 16 but a bitter pill to swallow so yeah never heard that before I don't think so oh, okay well maybe that's something that Miss Sloan told us to make us remember it I still remember the 16th Amendment is the tax amendment for sure. Yeah, that that definitely sounds like a Sloanism. Oh, I'm yeah. sad I never had, I, I had to have her. I still remember it four, 30 years later, so that should tell you something. All right, so moving on <coughs> to the state senator. Mm-hmm. I have the 13th senatorial district. You? Oh, really? I have a state representative. I have 77th representative district. No, oh, well, I'm not on that yet. You don't have state senator? No. Well, I do, and mine is Reggie Thomas. So okay, and he is running unopposed for the Democrat. It's him or Iradian. So okay, so I guess we'll get Reggie Thomas again. I've actually met Reggie Thomas yep. now. I he, like Reggie all he, right. He's, he's a good an all guy. Right guy. Yeah, yep. I have to try to talk to him. But apparently, you're not in his senatorial district. I am. Apparently not. Then I have the 75th representative district, all right. and you have the 77th, right? Right. right. So I have Kelly Flood. Mm-hmm. who's also a Democrat right. and also running unopposed. Who right. do you have? I have, for the 77th Representative District, vote for one, George A. Brown Jr., a Democrat running unopposed. So not much Republican love in the city of Lexington, no, I guess, is what we're, what we're saying here. So what do you have next? I have the nonpartisan judicial ballot next. Nope, I got one more before you. I have Magistrate District 1, an unexpired term. What, what does that mean exactly? An expired term. Is Maybe it, somebody died before their t- their term was up. Maybe they got pushed out. But it's well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it might be an expired to finish term. the term. Yeah. Okay, that's probably what that means. But I got uh, Rosalind A. Bryant, also from the Democratic Party, running unopposed. Interesting. Yeah. So now are we up to the non nonpartisan judicial ballot? Yes. All right, so I have the 22nd Judicial District, 4th mm-hmm. Division. That's what I have. Which is unexpired term. Right. Melissa Moore Murphy, un, it's nonpartisan, right, nonpartisan, and she's unopposed, right? Right. right. Okay. And then I have, for me, I have an urban county district race. I don't have that one. Yeah, this is the well, guy. I got an urban county, uh, yeah, yeah, I got urban county council. Right, which is the seat on this county. The district. I'm District 3. What I got district? district 2. Okay. So for me, it's Jessica Moeller or Hannah Legriz. Okay. And I have one person, Josh McKern, for District 2. And he's running unopposed. Unopposed. What? What's, what's wrong with unopposed? That your district seat is running unopposed. Oh, so, yeah. well, you know. Now you have to choose between two people who don't really know who they are. I've, I've, I've learned a few things about them over the years. Okay. So over the last few weeks, one of them one of them manages to send me text messages. I get a lot of them. really. Hi, this is such and so with such and so's campaign. Can you help us out? All right. Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. So on the back of the ballot, now we're down to <coughs> constitutional amendment uno. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number one. And this is a new. This is the Marcy's law. Right. right. So I'll, I'll read the first one. 
I won't read. So I'll read section one and section two. So section one, are you in favor of creating a new section of the Constitution of Kentucky relating to crime victims as proposed in section two below? And section two says in all caps, it is proposed that a new section be added to the Constitution of Kentucky to read as follows. And I will spare you the world's longest sentence. Oh, we could. I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, take a look at this, folks. I, I mean, it really does. It's, I, I can probably, like, soothe you to death and read that in a nice monotone, but I'll spare you. So, uh, so basically what it does is it extends several rights for, uh, for various uh, things, like you get to know if someone, if you're the victim of someone and they're mm-hmm. going to be released, you get notification. Um, if you, you get the right to restitution. Okay. Uh, you get all kinds of new things from this. Uh, now, what is restitution exactly? That money. Like That's money. You get okay, money right. paid back. You get. It's easier to get. Uh, well, I kind of knew that. I just want to make that clear yeah. for our audience. So. You, uh, well, you know, thanks for spelling that out too. Yeah, and uh, you yeah. know, it, it 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 does a lot of great things. Uh, there are concerns that um, there are. A lot of that the, that this is sort of ambiguous mm-hmm. and it is a little ambiguous yeah and yeah, it may it's... it may have some unintended consequences and it may do things that we ne- don't necessarily want you know so that we, we're not thinking about yeah and, right now so it's a complicated issue but, so i guess that's a yes or no yes yes or um, no on that yes if you want all that and no if you don't Constitutional Amendment Two is much more straightforward, and it's the last thing on our ballot this this term. Right. Uh, it is basically it's changing terms. What is that exactly? All right. So Section One it clearly states: Are you in favor of changing the term of Commonwealth attorneys from six-year terms to eight-year terms beginning in 2030? Changing the terms of judges of the district court from our from four-year terms to eight-year terms beginning in 2022. And requiring district judges to have been licensed attorneys for at least eight years beginning in 2022 by amending the Constitution of Kentucky to read as stated below. And well, this is kind of a double-edged sword. A little bit. So well, I'm normally not in favor of long, long terms. I like the, I like people have, having to come back to the voters. Yeah, going from six to eight, got to say no. But And going from a four to eight. I gotta say no, but I know what you're going to say. Your ideal of like they should be a licensed attorney for at least eight years. That's not necessarily a bad idea. Yeah, that's right. the, that's the second edge there. It is. I guess the the idea of moving it all to eight is for consistency's sake. Yeah, but and, eight, but, uh, eight's that's a long a bit, that's time. That's a long time, man, to be a but, be the Commonwealth attorney. But the idea of these people coming out of law school and going moving to some small county and ru- and then running for these offices. When they've just barely been a lawyer for a year or two is also I don't know if that happens, but it seems it, like a, a scary happen. idea. There's, well, there's a few young people out there uh, that hold offices in Kentucky, but I don't know that that is a little bit of a double edged sword. But when you're talking about extending term limits, like going from four to eight, I, I got to say no to that. Yeah, and that's a long time, it's man. Kind of a deal breaker. The, the term limits is something that you know we need to have on many levels. And it would literally take a constitutional amendment to get that nationwide. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Kentucky seems to weirdly kind of take lead in some of these issues in the country. So and, we'll uh, see. 
you know, we'll see. I mean, he's going a little longer on terms. I don't know about that. Got to say no. Well, what do you think, folks? We do. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. You can also find us on social media. You can uh, go to Facebook and search Bluegrass Homefront. You can like us there. Be one of our top fans. Right. Top fans of the podcast this week actually are getting something special. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I've, I've reached out, and they're sending me their uh, actual physical addresses. and. Okay. Something they're going to get to the first. We're not even going to talk, say what it is yet until they actually get them. Okay. So that's going to go out. And then something special, a little gift starts with starts with our top fans uh, this week. So look right. for those. And we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll talk a little bit so more about that next one week. One more new top fan, right? Oh, did we? Did we add a top fan? Who's our new top fan? My lovely wife, Catherine Leon Anderson. Indeed. Yeah, Kathy so. has joined the ranks of the top fans. Now, so. I checked that probably about two hours ago. So if there's a new one, then that's news to me. But. I think she made us four. She did. Yep. So, yes, I think that is where we're at as of now. Yep. So, and so you can search for us there. We're also on Instagram. Just search for Bluegrass Homefront. What about the Twitter? We're also on the Twitter at BGHF Podcast. Right. Because Bluegrass Homefront's too long, as I sometimes remind you. Uh, we are we are still looking for stories and music for our Halloween episode. Right. So uh, if you have a, a Kentucky artist or an interesting Kentucky story, reach out to us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Please do. Please we, do. We're yeah, looking for give, you. Give us some feedback. We know. Let us know what you think. What tell you... us we're terrible or we're awesome or whatever we are. Tell us. Yeah, We'd like to know. For sure. All right. So Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian, with Victor, who is also our music supervisor. Yep. Our associate producer and editor is Malachi Woodard. We're going to give him his vocal cords back here in just a couple of minutes. You will rejoice. Indeed. Uh, special thanks to Michael Trent and Catherine Leon Anderson. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find out more at bluegrasshomefront.com. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian saying, beware of rabbits. They carrots. Toodles. Toodles.